Red Rocks Church, can you believe it's December 31st? Wow, where, where, where'd the year go? And if you're anything like me, you got to this day and you might be a little tired. I mean, the Christmas season by itself for me was exhausting. Now don't get me wrong, I loved it. Went out, loved getting the tree the day after Thanksgiving and putting up the lights and going to the Christmas musicals and wrapping the presents unwrapping the presents, throwing the trash for the presents away, and then watching my kid play with a box instead of the toy I bought him. And then going to, on Christmas day to the airport and flying to the family's look, it was, it was great, but it was exhausting. And we get to days like this and the truth is, Christmas isn't the only thing that exhausts us. I think sometimes Christmas is just sort of like a, a microcosm of what an entire year looks like for so many of us, right? Just zipping around from one thing to another, hurried and rushed and busy and stressed. And here's what I'm learning. That hurried, rushed and hurried, it's really bad for our souls, right? Because here's the truth, like when we live hurried, when we're rushed from one thing to another, just think about this Christmas season, isn't it almost impossible to be fully engaged, fully present, to fully love, to be fully loved, to be thankful. It's hard to see God when we're hurried. And I'm learning that sometimes I just have to intentionally like pump the brakes and go, whoa, Eric, dude, stop for a second. And look at what God has done. And for me, sometimes it's as simple it's popping in some worship music in my car, hearing some music about how good God is, or maybe sitting across from somebody and hearing a story about how God has utterly changed their life. That, that can reset me. And so here's what we're gonna do. Like in the next hour, all of us, we're gonna stop. We're gonna pause. And you can't get inside my car, but right there in your house, we're gonna listen to some worship music. Some music that I think that if you listen to the lyrics may help reset your soul. And then we're gonna hear some stories from people in our church whose lives have been utterly transformed by the power of Jesus this last year. And here's my prayer, that in this next hour, as we look back at 2017 and look ahead to 2018, that God's gonna do some resetting in your soul. Like give you just enough space for you to look at your life to be present and grateful to God for how good he is. I know we can get to this time of year and it can feel like we have a hangover. And that's why we're gonna do this together. So welcome to another Cure for a Holiday Hangover.
enough to seek your kingdom first Beyond the barren plains, beyond the ocean waves When I walk through the waters, I won't be overcome When I go through the rivers, I will not be This song actually started out of a conversation about the prodigal son. We thought it'd be cool to make a couple songs kind of encapsulate the heart behind that whole parable. The thing for me was freedom. Like, 
it was for the, for the first time I kind of put two and two together with the prodigal son story and like the idea of here I am this filthy messed up person and yet the father sees me and he's running to me. It was affecting us on a profound level and it was like writing to yourself um, from the perspective of the father. Just the freedom in that like resting in oh my gosh he's so excited to see us he loves us and it's like all those things in the past are just forgotten. Um, there's just a freedom in letting that go and just being like, with your dad.
Um, I grew up in uh, a quaint and small town called Northville, Michigan. I grew up in like the, the perfect house. We had a pool in the backyard and I grew up with a sister. Um, I have a dad and a mom and it looked really good on the outside and it was really good until I don't know at what point, but um, uh, my home became like very chaotic. Fighting, uh, alcoholism. My dad was in jail on uh, my sister's like fifth birthday or something. I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. Uh, and I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. The people who I found accepted me and I felt like I could accept except them were like other broken people. And the first thing I, I did was like, get into drugs and alcohol. From what started as like fun, like smoking pot and like drinking and lines of cocaine on the back of a toilet. And I didn't see them for what they were. Outlaw motorcycle quickly club. became, okay, this is where I fit in. hookers. I was in places that I never thought, this is my place. There's no life. I had no life in me. The only reason I really, truly went to church was just because um, it was an obedience thing for my parents. My grandma had passed away, and I found a lot of resentment towards God for that. And um, I really hated God. I ended up resulting towards, you know, hanging out with bad people and uh, started using drugs and alcohol. Kayla and I have both been, we're in recovery. Um, we work like a 12-step recovery program, and that's where we met. Casey and I have been through a lot together, ups and downs. Um, she, you know, she never left me when I was at my lowest. Um, when I was working in this bar, there's this guy, and I waited on him all the time. They'd come in after soccer, and he, like, saw the, the cross on my neck or something. He's like, oh, do you go to church? I'm like, no, but I believe in God, you know? Um, he's like, you should listen to this app, like, that I have from Red Rocks Church. That's just how God started speaking to my heart, like, in the privacy of my own home and like secluded, I could like hear God. And I told my sister and my mom, I was like, I'm gonna get baptized at Red Rocks Church. And they're like, no, you're not. You're like broke right now. You're like in Michigan. Like that would be a waste of money. So it's always been on her bucket list to come out here. Like that's the one thing she's like wanted in life. And um, I bought her plane tickets for her birthday to fly from Detroit, Michigan to um, Red Rocks Church. Okay, this is Casey's birthday gift, Christmas gift, next year's Christmas gifts, and all of the above. <laughs> what? The best kind of friend is comfortable kind. Guess where we're going? Red Rock Church. Oh my God! <laughs> Like, I didn't believe it. I was like, what? Um, and I took the Lord's name in vain so many times, but it was out of excitement and that he is good. I believe that when you guys obey, God's proud of you, but then secondly, something supernatural happens. 
and I don't know what it is and I'm not gonna promise you things that I don't know are gonna be true, but here's what I'll say boldly. Something to a new degree of supernatural is gonna happen in your guys' life after this moment of obedience. different than it was. I just like know it's the truth. I know in my heart that like what God says is true and what he says about me is true and all I have to do is follow him. Kayla! <laughs> We're going to Colorado. <laughs>
This is early in the year and we were just talking about uh, Matthew chapter six at church and how like if you seek first the kingdom of God, everything else will be added unto you. And we wound up with like, well, when you're in the secret place, when you're in his presence, then that's when really cool things can happen. That's when these really awesome moments can take place. And, and they can happen like literally right here in this moment. I remember praying and, and thinking that phrase, like right here, right now, like that is like, that's where, where the bridge talks about. That's where healing starts and lives. Like that's kind of where we got to because we really do believe that that's where life change happens. When you seek wholeheartedly and you allow God into your mess or your brokenness or whatever, like, um, man, he can do such powerful things just with like, just with a little bit of courage to let him in. Yeah. 
And so for me, in writing, it was very twofold. I wanted to write songs that um, depicted the heart and people at our church could identify with. And that story is 100% Red Rocks DNA. And so for me, it was just a really cool process of diving deeper and understanding different um, sides of God's heart and the Father's heart. And um, he's, he wasn't surprised when the son asked for his inheritance. He wasn't surprised when he squandered it all. He wasn't surprised and he still let it happen, but he still loved him just as much. And that, that was a really big um, lesson for me to relearn that I never actually learned until this year. So, um, so yeah, it was just as much for me in my personal process than writing a song for the church. I've struggled a lot of my life feeling not worthy were um, not good enough. And I think that's a lot of people's deepest void. You know, they, they try to fill that with different things or different people, um, and they want someone else, another voice to come in and say, guess what, you're finally worth it, you know? Um, but I've realized that that doesn't really happen. And in the story with the, the son, um, I don't, I don't know, I've looked at it differently. It doesn't come from anything he's done because he's actually screwed up quite a bit. Um, he's done the opposite of what his father really wanted for him, but that didn't change the way that the father loved him. The, the fact that um, he ran out to him before he could even apologize before, you know, um, he could say he was sorry, he could say he regretted it. So to me, that's like, that takes all the pressure off because it's like the fact that you're a son or daughter of God is enough always. But just that resting place of like, okay, this is my identity, this is my value, and I could screw up everything, but I know that my father still loves me and he still pursues me. So that should, that should mean something to each of us where we're always worth it. We're always valuable to Him.
What's up, Red Rocks Church family? How great is this? We get to go to church together today in our living rooms. I hope you're comfortable. I hope you got a cup of coffee. Hope you got your PJs on or some big baggy sweatpants. Eat whatever you want. You know the deal. We're gonna start eating healthy tomorrow, right? And we just get to enjoy church together today from home. Let me say hi to everybody who might be joining with us. Um, maybe you just saw this on TV or maybe you're on a computer screen or your phone. Maybe you're listening somewhere, in a car, at your office, in the gym, whatever the case may be. I want you to know that we're glad you're with us today. And if you're anywhere near the Denver metro area or Brussels, Belgium, come visit us in person. Come see one of our sites next weekend. Um, look, and I know visiting a church for the first time can be freaky. I remember the first time I went being like, what have I stepped into, right? And then you get into the service and it's real easy to start looking around and kind of going like, if these people knew what's going on in my life, if, if they knew what I've been through, if they knew what I think about them or God, would they really want me here? And I just want you to know that the answer to that question before you ever even show up is yes. At this church family, I can promise you this, you will be loved, welcomed, accepted, and valued. Show up next week to one of our sites and we'll do everything we can to prove that to you. I love that song that Nicole just sang, I Am Home. Uh, and as you heard her talking about that song, as well as all the other songs that you've heard today, all sort of stem from one passage of scripture, Luke chapter 15, which, and by the way, if you've loved the music today, you can get all of these songs. They're all a part of our brand new Red Rocks Church worship album called Here. So if you don't got it, get it, you'll love it. But all these songs sort of have Luke chapter 15 in mind. And if you're part of Red Rocks Church family, you know Luke 15, you know the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15, because we just finished a series about it, we talk about it a lot, it, it's kind of who we identify with, right? As, as individuals, as families, and as a church family. Now, if you're just joining us and you say, I don't know what Luke 15 is, what are you talking about? There's, there's this story in Luke 15 called the prodigal son. And in this story, there, there's a father who has two sons. 
and his younger son comes to him and says, Dad, I want my inheritance now, I'm out. And while that might not sound like a big deal to you and me, when Jesus told this story, everybody listening, they would have known, no, this is a huge deal. No kid would ever go to his Jewish patriarch father and ask for his inheritance. And, and what should have happened, and everybody listening knew, what should have happened is the dad should have banished him from town and banished him from ever coming back to even be a part of the family. But this dad's different. This dad reacted different. He responded different. He treated his son differently. He said yes. And everybody listening would have been like, what? He said, okay, son, here's one third of everything I've spent my life building. It's yours. And the son leaves and everybody would know there's no father like this father that he's talking about. We've never seen a father like this. And the kid takes his inheritance and he goes off to a distant country and he spends it all and gets in all kinds of trouble. He starts to understand that his, he starts to look around and, 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 and realize that my life is falling apart. And we talk about all the time around here, how much we have in common with the younger son in this story, every single one of us. Because every single one of us knows what it's like to make mistakes. We've all made mistakes, we've all screwed up, we've all sinned, we're all broken, just differently, right? And the truth is, is we all know what it feels like to be distant from the Father when it comes to us and God. In fact, maybe some of you are watching this today and you're feeling that right now. And, and if you are, I just want you to know, I know what that feels like, I've been there. Maybe some of you, you'd say, I I'm distant from God, but it's on purpose. I lived a lot of years that way being distant from the Father on purpose. I, I blamed God. I blamed God for stuff I went through as a kid. I blamed God for people walking out on me. I blamed God for people hurting me. I blamed God for tragedies. I, I blamed God for loved ones that passed away. Like, I used to blame God for all kinds of stuff, and so I didn't want anything to do with Him. So I was distant from God on purpose. Maybe that's you. For a long time, I was distant from God because I honestly just didn't understand the severity of my decision to stay away from him. I didn't realize that Jesus came and died for my sins. I didn't realize that he was the one and only son of the one and only God and the one and only way to heaven. I didn't understand that he could change my life in the here and now and give me eternal life with God. And so I, I was distant on purpose. Maybe that's where you're at today. But I bet you a bunch of us, if we were honest, if, if right now you're watching this or you're listening to this and you would say, man, I, I don't feel close to God right now. I, I feel distant. I bet a whole bunch of us would say it's, it's because of what Eric talked about at the beginning. I've just, I've just been busy, right? I mean, we've just come through the three busiest months of the year for most of us. Multiple holidays, all kinds of travel, all kinds of family, all kinds of drama and stress and, and relationship stuff, right? And it's a busy time of year. That's why we call this program Holiday Hangover, because that's kind of how we feel about this time of year, hungover and exhausted from the holidays. And some of you would say, I feel distant from God, but it, it's not on purpose. I, I've just been busy. I just haven't spent much time with Him. That's where this kid's at. He realizes I'm distant from my father and, and, and in his heart, he just knows like, I gotta fix that. And, and I believe that, that's how we get sometimes when we're distant from God, like in our heart, we just know. Maybe that's you today, in my heart, I just know I'm distant from God and that needs to change. See, I believe God created us to crave him. That's why that's there. And the son goes, you know what? I'm going home. 
but the first thing he thinks about is the fact that I'm, he goes, I'm not worthy, right? I, I'm not good enough. I'll go home and I'll tell dad, look, I'm not gonna be your son anymore. I don't deserve that. I'll work for you. I'll just be a servant because I've messed up so bad. I'm not worthy to be your child. And I think we know what that feels like. I bet you do, I know I do. We feel like, man, I need God, but I don't feel worthy, right? So this kid comes home and he's practicing his apology speech the whole way home and all of a sudden dad sees him and dad runs out to the driveway and he, and he picks up his son and he hugs his son and he kisses him and the son's like, whoa, dad, I'm sorry, I don't deserve to be your child, I'll be a servant and the father's like, no, 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 no. And he hugs him and he kisses him. He says, no, I love you. I forgive you. I welcome you. I'll restore you. I'll redeem you. Welcome home. And he's, he's saying to his son, the same thing that God would want to say to a whole bunch of us today. I believe he's saying to his son, what God would want to say to you today, which is, I love you. I love you just the way you are. And it's not because of what you've done or haven't done. It's because you're my child. That's why I love you. That's why I accept you. That's why I'll forgive you. And that's available to every single one of us today. And everybody listening to Jesus tell this story would again, they would, they would understand like, there's no father like this. There's nobody like this father. And that's the truth. And that's how it is for us when it comes to our heavenly father. Understand this, God loves you. He's proud of you. He has a plan for you. He's working in your life and he wants to welcome you home today. And understand this, when it comes to our Heavenly Father, there's nobody like our God. And 
tell you a little story. For my past experiences, my actions, and things that I've done, I never felt worthy. I never felt good enough. White knuckling it in everything that I did. I didn't have anybody to go to. I pretty much cried myself to sleep, trying to figure out what was going on with me. I was me. looking for happiness, and I couldn't find 24, it. 24, already divorced with two kids. My faith really turned on when my health kind of turned off. I just fell to the ground, and I just asked him to come and save me, and he did. I don't want to be the same guy that I was. I want to be a new person. It's a new start. And it was his words that healed me. No matter what your story is. Come on, let's go. we got work to do. So overwhelmingly powerful in such a simple way. I have never felt happiness like this. Don't ever give up. Wasn't that awesome? Man, that never gets old to me. It never gets old watching people experience Jesus for the first time, watching people who thought the whole thing's a hoax, the whole thing's a joke, none of it applies to me, and then they experience him for that very first time, and you, like, you see the light come on in their eyes, and you just watch God do things in people's lives that you just can't explain any other way than, look what God did, I love it. Understand this. God doesn't just want you to watch other people's stories today. I believe He wants you to have one. He wants you to experience one. He wants you to have a personal testimony, a story of how He got involved in your life and changed everything. And so if you have never put your faith in Jesus, and today you're, you're listening to these songs, you're hearing these stories, and something's going on in your heart, and you're just like, I know that's me. I need to reconnect with the Father. I wanna challenge you today to just sort of step away from family or whoever's around, just get by yourself for a few minutes and just talk to God and just tell Him, say, hey, I wanna confess my sins. I wanna receive forgiveness that Jesus provided for me. I wanna put my faith in Him today. And if you do that, according to the Word of God, today your eternal life changes. Today you are, as the Bible says, saved and nothing will ever be the same. Trust me, you're gonna look back on this moment. You're gonna blink, a year's gonna go by. You're gonna look back on this moment and go, oh my gosh, look what God has done in my life. And the greatest part is he doesn't just get involved in the here and now, he also gives you heaven forever when you make that choice. So I wanna challenge some of you to do that. And let me just say this, for those of you who you've done that, maybe you just did it or maybe you've made that decision years ago. As we listen to our very last song today, I want you to just think about something. I want you to think about this truth. No matter what has been going on in your life, no matter how chaotic things may feel, no matter how confusing things may seem, understand this, right now, 
the way you are right now. The God of the universe loves you. He's so proud of you. And listen, there is no situation in this world that he can't take you through. In and through our relationship with Jesus, we find every single thing we need to get through every single situation in this life. And your God today wants to say to you, I love you, I'll be with you, let's go, you got this. Red Rocks Church family, I love you. Enjoy this last song.
On behalf of everyone in Red Rocks Church, we want to say thank you for spending the last hour with us. And if you've never visited one of our physical locations, we would love to have you come out and visit us. You can go to redrockschurch.com where you can find out about service times and locations near you. And also every single week, we stream live our services right there at redrockschurch.com. Another way to find out more about the church is to download our app where you can go back and see sermon archives and find out more about what's going on every single week at our church. And then I wanna really put a special invitation out for January 6th, 7th. After the new year, we're starting a brand new series called Live Free. You know, Jesus in scripture promises us that he came to bring us the best possible life. Like this is the life that you and I are supposed to live. And yet, for so many of us, that isn't the life that we're living. And so we're going to dig into this series to begin to find out how can you and I live that life, the best possible life? How can you and I live free? So again, go to redrockschurch.com, find out about our service times and campuses near you. Come out, you don't wanna miss this series. Well, Red Rocks, we hope you had a Merry Christmas and we are praying for you that you have an amazing 2018. Happy New Year, Red Rocks Church.